Warner Solicitors provide advice on a range of legal matters to individuals, families and businesses. The leading legal directories regularly recognise Warners as offering some of the best legal advice in the region. This series of podcasts will give you an insight into some of the legal issues that may affect you and your family. Hi, I'm Paul Harvey and welcome to the Warner Solicitors series of podcasts. Today I'm with Will Norton, who is a solicitor with Warners. Will, a very warm welcome. Thank you very much, Paul. Before we embark on this topic, which is lasting powers of attorney, could you describe your role with Warners? Sure. So I'm a solicitor in the private client team here at Warners. I advise clients on a wide range of matters, uh, including lasting powers of attorney, but also wills and grants of probate. Well, let's start off by uh, me asking you the first question, which is, what is a lasting power of attorney? A lasting power of attorney is a legal document where you nominate people to make decisions on your behalf. It basically allows you to make advance arrangements to ensure that if you were to become unable to make decisions for yourself, then the people of your choosing can do this for you. There are two different types of lasting powers of attorney. There's one which deals with health and welfare decisions and one which deals with property and financial decisions. And what's the difference between an LPA and an EPA? LPA is an abbreviation for a lasting power of attorney and EPA is an abbreviation for an enduring power of attorney. It's a very common question to be asked the difference between an LPA and an EPA. Essentially, the enduring powers of attorney, the EPA, they were actually under the old regime. So they were replaced by the lasting powers of attorney in 2007. Enduring powers of attorneys, they only covered decisions relating to property and financial affairs. So there was no option to deal with health and welfare decisions within them. Enduring powers of attorney, they are still valid and they can still be used, although you certainly wouldn't be making a new enduring power of attorney now. The thing with enduring powers of attorney is they must be registered once the donor is losing or has lost capacity. But nowadays it's more common to see lasting powers of attorney. And when should I make an LPA? Yeah, again, that's a really common question, Paul. I think historically there's been a stigma attached to lasting powers of attorney in that they were really only for elderly people. It's really important to note that actually you're never too young to make a lasting power of attorney. To be honest, my advice is there's no time like the present. The thing is, you really never know when you might need it. For example, you could be in a car accident, which would incapacitate you, and then you'd need a lasting power of attorney immediately, regardless of how old you were. Another really important thing to note is that you can only make a lasting power of attorney while you've got the sufficient capacity to do so. If your capacity was questionable, you'd need to get medical expert advice and and they'd need to assess whether or not you've actually got the capacity to make the documents. So this is why we'd always recommend do them now while you've still got the capacity. Just don't leave it too late. I always like to think of them as an insurance policy. So, you know, you hope you're never going to need them, but put them in place just in case you do. So once I have an LPA, Will, when can I use it? With LPAs, they can only be used once they've been registered with the Office of the Public Guardian. With the Health and Welfare LPA, this can only ever be used once you had lost capacity to make decisions for yourself. With the Property and Financial LPA, you can actually stipulate whether it can be used immediately, so as soon as it's been registered, or only to be used if you were to lose capacity. And do I have to have both types of LPA? No, absolutely not. You can choose to have one type if you wish. They are completely independent of each other and therefore it's entirely possible to just have the one. I mean, however, my advice would always be get them both done if you're doing them. What decisions are covered by a property and financial affairs LPA, Will? 
So a property and financial LPA might uncover a range of things such as paying your bills, uh, managing your bank accounts, managing investments, but it also might include bigger things like selling your house or any other property that you might own. And what decisions are covered by a health and welfare LPA? So the health and welfare LPA is much more about personal decisions such as where you might live and your care needs. It could also include decisions regarding your medical treatment. When you make a health and welfare LPA, you can decide whether or not your attorneys are authorised to make decisions relating to your life-sustaining treatment as well. So getting on to the uh, subject of attorneys, who should my attorney be? An attorney doesn't have to be a professional person. It must be someone who is over the age of 18. They must have mental capacity and they also must not have been declared bankrupt. When choosing an attorney, the most important thing is that you know and trust the person implicitly. It doesn't really matter where they're located, but I would recommend them being within the UK, as this will make it easier for them to be able to help you if needed. And can I have my spouse and my children as my attorney? Yes, absolutely, and that's a fairly common thing for people to want to do. There's no limit on the amount of attorneys, but we would not normally recommend appointing more than four. It obviously does depend entirely on people's individual circumstances. It would be quite common to appoint two attorneys and then to also have two replacement attorneys should the first two no longer be able to act. When you appoint your attorneys, you can appoint them to act jointly or jointly and severally. If you appoint them jointly, this means that they have to make all their decisions together and they must act together in, in all circumstances. If you appoint them jointly and severally, this means that they can act jointly, but also that they can act independently. So that provides a little bit more flexibility. And can my attorney just do what they like with my money? No. <laughs> your attorneys have a duty to act in your best interests, and that's fundamental. Your attorneys have got to keep a record of any financial activity they carried out on your behalf. Your attorneys must assume that you can make your own decisions, unless for whatever reason it's established that you cannot. So your attorneys must help you to make your own decisions, and they can't just treat you as unable to do so unless they've taken all reasonable steps to do so. That said, your attorneys do have a lot of power and therefore it really is important that you're choosing someone who you trust implicitly. And can I have the same attorneys looking after my health and welfare as I choose for my financial affairs? Yes, absolutely. It is possible to choose different attorneys for each type if that's what you wanted to do, but there's certainly nothing to stop you appointing the same ones for both. And to be honest, that's what people tend to do. OK. And do I have to register my LPA straight away? No, you don't have to register it straight away. However, the process can take up to three months. So my advice would always be get it registered as soon as possible and then it's ready and in place should you ever need it. And what if I change my mind? As long as you've still got your mental capacity, you can revoke your lasting power of attorney at any point. You can also, you can partially revoke the document to remove one of your attorneys if you wanted to. And after my death, does an LPA continue? No, it doesn't. The lasting power of attorney would cease on your death. So when you die, your affairs would be dealt with by the executors of the will or the administrators of your estate. Your lasting power of attorney would have no bearing. And what happens if, if I don't have an EPA or an LPA and I lose the ability to make decisions? Yeah, that's a really good question, Paul. In those circumstances, the only thing that could be done would be for someone to apply for a deputyship order and they'd need to do that from the Court of Protection. That could take months to sort out, and it's also much more expensive. 
It's also important to note that the person appointed will be whoever the court appoints. And that, of course, might not be the same person that you would want to appoint yourself. So, you know, it really is huge benefits of having LPAs in place. And who are the Office of the Public Guardian, the, the OPG? Please tell us more. So the OPG are a government body. They were established in 2007 and they've got the responsibility to support people and help them plan ahead for their health, finances and welfare should they become incapable of making their own decisions. The OPG also have a responsibility to safeguard the interests of people who have lost their capacity. We come across the term certificate provider. What, what is meant by that? An LPA has to have a certificate provider. A certificate provider is someone who will certify to say that you have the sufficient capacity to make the document, that you understand it, and that you aren't under any undue influence to do so. So that could be a professional person, such as a solicitor, but it could also be someone who has known you personally for at least two years. Now, do you recommend that you need a solicitor, really, to make a lasting power of attorney? It is possible to make a, an LPA without the assistance of a solicitor. However, it's really important to remember that this is a legal document and taking legal advice now might prevent any future problems arising in the future. What I would always say is to seek legal advice if you are in any way unsure about any aspects of a lasting power of attorney or if your affairs were particularly complex. So that's a key point, isn't it? If the affairs are complex, it, it is always best to get legal advice. Yeah, absolutely. That would always be my advice. And how much would it cost to set up a lasting power of attorney? So if you were to do your lasting power of attorney with Warners, we would charge £750 plus VAT for one person to make one of the types. Or if you were going to be making both types at the same time, it would be £950 plus VAT for the one person. If there were two of you, we would charge £950 plus VAT for both of you to make one type. But if two of you were both making both types of, of LPA, it would be £1,050 plus VAT. There is also a registration fee of £82 per document, which is payable to the Office of the Public Guardian. Okay, well, that's all very clear. And how do I make changes to my power of attorney? If one of your attorneys changes their name or address, for example, it's a matter of notifying the Office of the Public Guardian, and that could be done along with some supporting evidence. So, for example, a copy of a marriage certificate. It's really important, however, that you do not attempt to make any physical changes to the document yourself. Obviously, that could very easily risk it becoming invalid so absolutely don't, don't try and do anything like that and can i change the attorneys at a later date as i touched upon earlier it's possible to revoke the appointment of one of your attorneys so you could remove one however it's not possible to add in attorneys once it's been registered so if you were wanting to change them and put new attorneys in place you'd actually need to have the document completely revoked and a whole new one prepared well, there's a lot of information that you've shared with us today on lasting powers of attorney. If people want more information, how can they get hold of you? So the best way to get hold of me is my email address, which is w.norton at warners.law. Or they can feel free to give me a call on my direct dial, which is 01732 375 344. Thank you, Will. I've been talking to Will Norton today, who is a solicitor in the private client team with Warner Solicitors, and we've been talking about lasting powers of attorney on this podcast. Thank you for listening to this Warner Solicitors podcast. To find out more about our expert legal teams and the advice and services they deliver for both individuals and businesses, please go to warners.com.
hyphen solicitors.co.uk.